first reading can be found on page 170 in the New Testament section of the Bibles. And it comes from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, beginning at verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, This is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable for the body and blood of the Lord. Examine yourselves and only then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For all who eat and drink without discerning the body eat and drink judgment against themselves. For this reason, many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the Gospel reading. Which can be found on page 83 and is taken from the Gospel of Luke. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ According to Luke, glory to you, O Lord. When the hour came, he took his place, this is Jesus, took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me. 
and and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do please be seated. Friends, a very good morning to you all and uh, Happy New Year if we've not had the pleasure of uh, greeting each other before 2023 has commenced. Trust it's a good one for you and for our fellowship together as a community of faith here. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May open Bibles and open hearts be always found here. And may the living Christ dwell ever more richly within us, particularly this day as we celebrate once again your risen presence with us today. Amen. The text for today is Luke chapter 22, verse 19, as you've just had read. Then he took a loaf of bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. If that's the text, then the musical is the great fiddler on the roof. I don't know if you can picture the scene, fiddler on the roof, they're dancing and they're fiddling with a violin. Uh, There's food, there's merriment, and I trust you recall that wonderful chorus in the musical, foot-stamping stuff, tradition, 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 as the Jewish community do their thing and remind us that they are holders of the tradition and they will pass it on. So Fiddler on the Roof decrees. Of course, the tradition there within Holy Communion and our Lord's Last Supper, the very night before he was betrayed, is of course the Passover meal, the tradition amongst the Jewish people that they would remember that a lamb was slain. Our text from Luke chapter 22, verse 19, are very words of Jesus. Take bread, do this in remembrance of me, from his very lips. Tradition, 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 and it carries on 20 or 30 years later, when Paul writes to the church at Corinth, almost verbatim the same words that he's writing down that he would have communicated to the Christian church. Take bread, do this in remembrance of me. From the Passover all the way through to the start of the Jewish nation, the most holy, sacred words of Christ, then unforgotten, the baton is not dropped in the relay race that showed Shut's promise. But the baton's dropped, the tradition has failed, the words haven't been passed on, Paul is now saying those incredible words again. And remarkably, uh, 2,000 years later, or thereabouts, 
we are here today with the Church of England and common worship, red booklets, and they are the very words also. There is a tradition to be continued, a tradition, as it were, almost to be obeyed. Probably shouldn't detain ourselves too long on this, but it's worth reflecting on the demographic of the Church of England's age profile at the moment. Uh, Statistically, uh, we are in trouble in terms of passing on the tradition to the next generation. It's thrilling that there are so many people here today. And probably the question should be, how do we receive bread and wine today to respect this tradition? One of the most moving things uh, to my mind about communion can be evidenced uh, when you ask uh, with permission the carers of a disabled person to receive communion. If their mind is not fully equipped and rational, if their body is such that they can't receive the sacrament themselves but they have to receive it, It is the most precious thing to communicate the bread and the wine, the body and blood of Christ to them. Because they might not have any understanding, they might not even have the physicality to receive it, it's communicated to them. But on very rare occasions, and I've been privileged to see this, something happens. Now is this magic? Is it the priest has done something extra special? No. What's happening is the tradition is being carried on. Jesus has said, take bread, take wine, do this remembering me, and in this particular way you will experience and receive Christ. Almost beyond understanding. There is a tradition to be continued. But there is also notice both in Luke's account and in Paul's account a meal to be shared. I've had the privilege of uh, ministering communion as a priest uh, to those in hospital and to those who will shortly leave this life and enter the next life. It's appropriate in certain settings to communicate Holy Communion one-to-one. But by and large, Holy Communion is, according to the tradition that needs to be carried on, a corporate meal, a meal to be shared and experienced with other people. The Church of England has difficulty trying to convince congregations if they need to go to another church building to receive communion, that they would rather not, because this is my church and the priest has to come to me. There's even a degree of uh, difficulty within our own community of faith. Today, this morning, three celebrations of Holy Communion will be shared. How might we share that all together and respect our common life. Is it, and should it always be the case, probably shouldn't ask the bishop to see this particular part of the YouTube video, 
that it should only be an ordained minister who passes on the tradition, particularly as there are fewer of us around. Big questions at stake, but what's most important to realize is that Jesus spoke to people in this most mystical, not magical, but miraculous way that when you take bread, take wine, and do it remembering me, then I am there, something seems to happen. And it needs to be with other people. Sometimes, even in Jesus' own context, with someone who was to betray him. And in the Corinthian context, with such unselfish people that someone over there is fully fed and someone over there is hungry, yet still you meet together. There are questions, I believe, in this uh, post-pandemic or post-COVID world to remind people that there is a tradition to be obeyed. There is a gathering together with God's own people at which something will happen beyond our own individual faith which we need. Do this in remembrance of me. There's a tradition to continue. There's a meal to be shared. And there is a Lord. How shall we express this? There's a Lord to receive. There's a Lord to remember. There is actually the Lord. Why did he do this meal in the first place? I think it's perhaps because we need reminding. Do this to remember me. So will the Lord be with you when you receive communion? When you've swallowed the wine and returned to your seat, will he have just left you? No, he'll still be with you. Will he be with you when you leave the church after a cup of tea and coffee and convivial conversation and you head home to your room and to your house? No, he'll still be with you. And partway through the week, when you're involved in whatever you have to do, will he still be with you or has he forgotten you? Uh, He will be there. But he seems to indicate that we might forget this. So do this and remember me. Don't remember the minister that's done it. Don't remember the church you received it in. Don't remember all that went round it, although all those things are very, very important and can in some amazing way contribute to the presence of Christ. But remember that he's with you. It's a question of remembering the substance of it and not the style of it, the person and not the package. Sometimes we can get too upset if it hasn't been communion in my particular way. The Lord is still here. Do this and remember me. Receive him with faith. Of course, there are some very big questions to ask for as the National Global Church has uh, celebrated the death of a past Pope and we pray for the Roman Catholic Church today, 
the great denominations of the Christian church who hold on to these words disagree how they should be interpreted. Friends, one place to go before you die is worth Abbey down south. It was communicated on the, the BBC TV under the film and documentary, The Monastery. Uh, they took hardened criminals to go into the monastery for a number of weeks and months and see if it would do them any good and come out transformed by the community of faith. I made it my home for a number of years and took clergy and lay leaders there <laughs> to see if it would do us any good. It was Roman Catholic-led and run. The building you have to see, the experience, I promise, of listening to their singing Wonderful, transported to the seventh heaven. The food is all homemade and homegrown. And then you hear these amazing words. Take bread, drink wine in remembrance of Jesus. Heartbreaking not to be able to receive communion from a Roman Catholic priest. What's that all about? That the interpretation is so confusing. C.S. Lewis, that great apologist and commentator in the post-Second uh, World War period, said, Jesus said, take and eat. He didn't say take and understand. Understand this, this tradition needs to carry on. Understand this, you can't always have it your way. This meal needs to be shared, otherwise you will miss out on the miracle of Christ's presence, which is what it's all about. Take and eat, not take and understand. I don't know if you're familiar with the poems of Paul Durkin. Uh, some of his poems aren't for the faint-hearted. They're not all completely sanctified. Uh, this one is, and it speaks of a Roman Catholic celebration of Holy Communion. I trust you'll find it humorous and meaningful. There are some key trigger words which we should do well to hear. And it explains, I think, in very clear words that are beyond me, that when you celebrate Holy Communion together and you receive Christ, something happens. Take and eat. Don't just try and take and understand everything. The 12 o'clock mass, Roundstone County, Galway. On Sunday, the 28th of July, 2002, the summer, it rained almost every day. In rain, we strolled down the road to the church on the hill overlooking the sea. I had been told to expect a fast mass, 20 minutes, a piece of information which disconcerted me. Out onto the altar hurried a short, plump priest in late middle aged, with a horn of silver hair in green chasubold billowing like a poncho or a kaftan over, white surplus and a pair of Reeboks, mammoth trainers, he whizzed along, saying the readings himself as well as the gospel. 
Yet he spoke with conviction and with clarity. His every action like an action of what looked like effortless concentration. Like Tiger Woods on top of his form, his brief homily concluded with a solemn request to the congregation he gravely announced, I want each of you to pray for a special intention, a very special intention. I want each of you, in the sanctity of your own souls, to pray that in the All-Ireland Championship hurling quarter-final this afternoon in Crook Park, Clare will beat Galloway. The congregation splashed into laughter and the church became of effortless prayer. He whizzed through the consecration as if the consecration was something that occurs at every moment of every day. As if betrayal and the overcoming of betrayal were in every minute occurrence. As if the consecration was the now in the now of the Hail Mary prayer. Pray for us now and at the hour of our death. At the sign of peace he went sombre as he instructed the congregation I want each of you to turn to the other and say, you're beautiful. The congregation was flabbergasted, but everyone fluttered and swung around and uttered that extraordinary phrase, you're beautiful. I shook hands with at least five strangers, two men and three women, to each of them saying, you are beautiful. And they said to me, you are beautiful. At the end of Mass, exactly 21 minutes, the priest advised, go now and enjoy yourselves, for this is what God made you to do. To go out there and enjoy yourselves. And pray that the All-Ireland Championship hurling quarterfinal between Clare and Galloway and Crook Park, Clare will win. After the Mass, the rain dried away into a tide of sunlight on which we sailed out to Macadra's island and dipped our sails, both of us smiling and radiant sinners. In a game of pure delight, Claire beat Galloway by one point. Claire one goal and 17 points, Galloway 19 points. Pray for us now and at the hour of our death. The Lord be with you.